What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Giantsology. It's Greg here, as always, with my co-host Diego. How's it going today, Diego? Good, Greg. How are we? I'm doing. I'm doing all right, man. It's it's another good work week. We're cruising through, but we got to talk about Sunday. Do we have to? <laughs> well, that's why we're here. Otherwise, we don't have a show this week. So that's true. The Giants played Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers and in a game that a lot of people expected the Giants to be a little more competitive in, the Giants have probably played the worst game that I have watched maybe since the Ben McAdoo days, past two oh, years. Yeah. It was not, that. it was not, it was not pretty. Um, the Giants lost to the 49ers, like I said, 36 to nine. Now you think, oh, 49ers, they went to the Super Bowl last year. Are we really that surprised? Well, my buddy made the joke that they were the San Francisco 29ers because they were playing with half of their starters. Uh, last week, we went through the injured list. They have they have an expansive injury list, and we had some high hopes because half the names that these guys had starting for them, we didn't even recognize. Well, I think, honestly... Kyle Shanahan showed how good of a coach he really is because that team was prepped and they were ready to go. Yeah, I mean, we were basically coming up against a second string or even third string in some departments, uh, 49ers roster, and Shanahan really had his way with us. We got beat up. Yeah, man, it just it was not it was not a good game on the Giants. And I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat it for you. As always, I always try and bring the positive spins on everything, but also we need to be realistic on the show too. And you play too many games like that, you're not gonna have a long career in the NFL. It was it was very few redeeming qualities, but we're gonna try and pull them out for you guys. Like I said, the Giants lost 36 to nine at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we'll just start right in the beginning, Diego. What do you think about the first quarter? So first quarter started off okay. Uh, you know, um, the return of play action with uh, I think it was Devonta Freeman. Um, we put some good pressure on them defensively. Blake Martinez had a a really good sack and we did hold them to just two field goals in that first quarter. We just couldn't put up any points on the board though. And that, that really killed us. Yeah, man. I mean, the giants, um, they started off pretty solid on defense. It was a little shaky at first. I was a little nervous because, um, they kept running those end arounds with Brandon Ayuk and he was getting nine yards on those 10 yards on those. And so I was a little nervous that maybe they were going to be pushing the ball to the outside. Mostly Um, the giants were able to stop them. They kicked a field goal and then the giants started driving. They started on their own 14 yard line. They were able to get it out to their own 47 and then just the fumble. I mean, it was a, they were trying to run a tricky play, I think Daniel Jones threw the ball a little high, but Evan Ingram is also receiving tight end, so he should easily be able to bring that ball in and start the run. But 
Ball hits the ground, is recovered by Deion Jordan on the 49ers, drive over. Um, we lost any momentum we had starting off. And after that, it was really hard to even recover and really get any momentum on offense again. You're right. That completely killed our momentum. Like I said, we didn't get any points in the first quarter. Um, it could have been a different story. I think maybe they were trying to be a little bit too clever um, with that play specifically. Didn't come off this time. Ultimately, the defense held out uh, first quarter. We held them to just two field goals. So we were still in it going into the second quarter. But, man, we just did not have a good day on offense. Yeah, man. It just – it it really it really sputtered out right at the beginning there. I mean, could we have scored a touchdown? Who knows? I mean, it was really early in the drive yet. But, I mean, the Giants were – they were moving the ball. I mean, like I said, they had a 30-yard drive working. But that just took all the wind out of our sails. The 49ers drive the other way, kick another field goal. We ended the first quarter 6-0. Um, the defense is bending but not breaking. So I was, I was, I was feeling pretty good on that end, considering. And, but like I said, offensive woes already were starting to show their head, and I was a little nervous. Um, I do want to give credit to Nick Mullins. I kind of downplayed him a lot, not realizing that he was the quarterback who took over for Jimmy Garoppolo when he tore his ACL. He's been in this system with Kyle Shanahan for four years, and he showed it. He came in, and he, yes, the Giants' defense definitely lacked, but he was making really good throws as well. Yeah, and I'm just pulling up his stats right now. He, he went 25 for 36, 343 yards. He only threw one touchdown. But that was a big touchdown that he threw. Um, Yeah, he really, really had a good game. Um, We have to give credit to him. He was incredibly accurate with his throws. He was wily. He was able to get out of, like, pressure situations. We couldn't really get near him aside from Blake Martinez's sack. Um, In the first quarter, I do remember Bradbury getting a good block on one of his throws and, like, basically stopping a 10 or 15 yard pass uh, from completion. Um, But yeah, man, he was just really out of this world and and credit to him because filling in for Jimmy G is not an easy task. No. And I mean, a lot of people kind of downplay how good uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is calling him more of a game manager than a quarterback who can really take over a game. But honestly, dude, when you've got the defense that they do, even with their injuries, I mean, it, sometimes that's all you need is a game manager. And especially if you just got somebody filling in for a week, because it looks like Garoppolo will play next week. That's sometimes all you need. Um, there were some decent individual performances on the defense. Like you said, Blake Martinez had a sack. So he's already at two, three games into the season, which is very good for him. He's usually not a big sack guy. Um, Julian Love, he was he seemed to be all over the field. He was making tackles. And James Bradbury also, I mean, some decent individual performances, but it's it's kind of getting a little tiring only being able to point out individuals, not even not even just parts of the defense. It, I don't I don't know if we've even been able to sit down and say, hey, the, I mean, maybe maybe that first game, the defensive line had a really good first half. But I don't think we've been able to sit here and say like one group of the defense has really had a well, a good full game. 
For sure. I think collectively, um, like you said, against the Steelers, we had a really good first half. Second half, uh, last game against the Bears was pretty decent, um, just keeping us in the game. I I would argue first half we did okay. Um, we did get bailed out by that holding flag. Um, I think that I think that was for a touchdown throw for Mullins that eventually came back. Um, and like you said, yeah, Julian, Julian Love had a good game. Um, but that big big play that we had third and twenty two. Illegal contact, five-yard penalty, first down. I lost my mind. Yeah, because that, that was completely ruined the first half for us. Yeah, that's that was five minutes into the sec or five minutes left in the second quarter. Around there, it was like you said, it was third and twenty-two. Darnay Holmes was playing a little bit off the line, and he just. He hit the guy after five yards, and obviously, you know, you, you can't be doing that. And it's just even the announcers are sitting there just saying, what are you doing, kid? Like, yeah, he's a rookie, but like, man, dude, it just it it kept that drive alive and it led to a touchdown right before half. I mean, it was just it was it was not a good defensive showing. I mean, and it it only got worse as it went on. I mean, we're sitting here like pulling out all all the negativity right here in the first half. And honestly, it only really got worse in the second quarter. Again, I mean, da- Daniel Jones is just throwing incompletions. We're not really able to get anything going. Uh, the Again, another week of the run game, just not absolute doing absolutely nothing. I mean, it just it really just seemed like the Giants just could not get anything going. And it just. I think it really just started off on that on that first drive. I mean, the first drive, we're not able to put any points on the board and just really took the wind out of our sails on that, man. Yeah, it, it seems like every week we always have this one situation, be it in the first half or in the second half, trying to chase down, uh, trying to catch up to a team. One play ruins it for us. and. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, right now, we just don't have the tools to be messing that up. Um, yeah, our, we, run, we... our running game is completely non-existent. Um, we had Devonta Freeman, Deion Lewis, and Wayne Gallman all in the, all in the roster uh, for this game. And collectively, throughout the whole game, they went 10 carries for 17 yards. I'm sorry, but that's just not good enough. No, absolutely not. I mean, when our quarterback has been our leading rusher two of the first three games, and then he's not named Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, we, we we've got a we've got a problem. And I I don't I don't know what it is. I'm not an offensive line coach. Um, I have full full trust in this coaching staff that it was not a fun week of practice. I have no doubt of that. I fully expect uh joe judge uh jason garrett and patrick ram to just be reaming into these guys after this game because it it really wasn't it was not a good game um even at the end of the second quarter we get the ball after the touchdown so i'm like all right we're down 13 to 6 because also i mean we do have to give some credit um graham gano 
he's about the only good offensive performer. He he went three for three on on his field goals. But I mean, we're down 13-6. All right, game is still within play. Minute left in the second quarter, and Daniel Jones just throws a pick. And Evan Ingram didn't fall. He wasn't getting hit. It was just a bad pass. He tried to force it into an area that he absolutely shouldn't. It was a bad pass. Fred Warner picked it off for the Niners, and they put up another field goal before halftime. Yeah, and that's another momentum killer, just turnovers, especially when we have little to no possession of the ball. Um, I don't have the exact stats on, on times, but we didn't have the ball for long because we couldn't run the ball. And Jones was forcing plays, as you said. I mean, bless him. He's doing his best, and and credit to him. I love him. But those turnovers are just killing us, and he needs to play a little bit within himself. I I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean... The turn the turnover Sunday, man. I mean, like I said, there's really no no excuses for it. Uh, there's there's people who are sitting there saying tank for Trevor already, and I'm not putting up with that at all. But I don't I don't know I don't know when we finally sit there and say, all right, this obviously isn't something that Daniel Jones is going to be able to fix. I don't know when that is. I still have confidence in him that he can become a good quarterback because we are just very critical of him. Every quarterback throws interceptions. It's just when you also have a few fumbles throughout the season and your team's playing bad and we sit here and we spend an hour talking about it every week. Of course, we're going to point it out each and every week and it's just going to become a trend. But in the grand scheme of things, especially like right now, like who would you who there's people who want us to go into free agent? Who who would you even put on the field that you trust more than Daniel Jones? I don't think there's anybody I could think of. And it's just, it's not, it's not the time to move on for Daniel Jones. I think that he's really got to get his full second year. And he, he, I believe this was only his 15th or 16th start. I think it was his 15th. I think next week will be his first full season. Basically kid is still a rookie guys. Come on, like bring it down a notch, let him play, let the coaching staff do what they're going to do. I'm not going to call for Jones's head. I, I love Danny. I do. Um, I do have faith in him that he's going to come through for us. It probably won't be until the end of the season. Um, and I definitely don't want to replace him with Colt McCoy because it's not, this isn't college ball. I don't know if Colt McCoy will be doing much better than Daniel Jones at this point in time. What I will say, what I will say though is I do like the fact that he's spreading the ball around more. We saw more of Engram. We saw more of Tate. Um, we saw more of Slayton. We're still missing Shep, but, you know, we still have those other options. And his mobility is such a breath of fresh air in comparison to what we've been accustomed to with Eli Manning that his rushing yards came at so, such important times. And I think that once Jason Garrett and Joe Judge can optimize those basically QB options and maybe start, like I've been saying week after week, incorporating play action a little bit, but just letting 
Jones run for the hills. That might open up some options for us. I think he'll come good. Right now, he's just going through a bit of a rough patch. Yeah, man. I just it's really hard to sit there and just throw throw it all away. Like I said, there's no reason to put Colt McCoy in there. That's not going to better us at all throughout like the rest of the season. Like that, or that's not going to. There's not going to be any progress because he's probably a few years out from retirement. Like there's like keep building Jones, keep giving him time. I mean, and like I said, like, am I nervous about like his turnovers? Of course. Yeah. We don't want to be turning over the ball, but I was, I was nervous about Eli Manning's interceptions. Like, like it's just, I don't know. I don't know why people just hate on him so much for his, for his fumbles. Obviously. Yes, they are an issue. I'm not going to sit here and say they aren't of course, but like, it just—it seems like people are just jumping down this poor kid's throat, and he hasn't even put a full season in yet. I mean, it took Eli four, five seasons, I think it was, before he even got into the into the playoffs. So, I mean, give it time, let it, let the kid do his thing, man, and just. So he has 16 games, 15 starts there. We'll finally put that to bed because he showed up in like the late fourth quarter of of the first game against Dallas last year. So next week is his last game of his quote unquote rookie season. Give the kid a chance, guys. But I don't know. I could sit here and rant on it, but like I feel like we've honestly covered a lot of it. I mean, the the they couldn't get the run game going, the passing game. I mean, we it move us down the field, but we couldn't get into the red zones even really. I mean, it just, it really just, we couldn't put it together. And honestly, I think this is the floor. I think this is about as bad of a game as you can really be playing. But, um, that just means it's all uphill from here, right? In theory. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I wouldn't say we've hit rock bottom completely. Uh, just because I don't think we're going to go zero and 16. So I don't think we're going to hit rock bottom. But I do agree with you that it will go up from here. Um, We do need to work on third down conversions. Um, Second half, we just didn't have any of them. And we also lost our very, very curious stat of completing all fourth down conversions. We lost that one too. We went for it. And uh, this time it didn't really pan out. Um. The offense will come good, man. We have too many good players on that roster. They're going through a dip in form right now. We're going to keep banging this drum of positivity because that's all that we can really do. We're not going to just blab on here for an hour trying to depress you guys listening to this podcast. No, and I will come good. And I, and I absolutely, honestly, I'll, I'll sit here. I'm going to get on my soapbox real quick. And I absolutely hate that. I hate people who just sit there and point out the negative, negative, negatives. That's all I'm seeing on Facebook and all these giant circles is how bad our team is. Like, yeah, we know we're Owen three, but you know what, man, I watch football to, for enjoyment. I don't get enjoyment out of pointing out every single negative thing. So I'm not going to do it. Like this is a form of entertainment for me. I love this team. I bleed blue. This is. These are my people, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to talk about how much better Devonta Freeman can do next week because he's going to have another full week in this system, 
He only had five rushing attempts. I mean, I get it. We're not moving the ball, but you got to give the guy a chance to get some momentum going, you know? Yeah, he's not going to, you know, pick it up immediately. I mean, he could be a quick learner, but it might take him a week. Might have to wait until week four. That's fine. It can only go up from here. Yeah, man. I mean, so so we take it as it comes. I mean, like you said, positives. Danny Jones, he was extending plays. He made some critical runs on third down, and he he looked good. I mean, Evan Ingram, I think he's been improving every game. I mean, obviously, it started with a really low floor at the Steelers game, but he's been improving. I like what I'm seeing out of him. Golden Tate, he's been having some solid games. Uh, Darius Slayton, he was all right. That fumble at the end just, I mean, it was garbage time by then, but can't be losing the ball like ball like that. And the defense, I mean, Blake Martinez, he's doing what we paid him to do. James Bradbury, he's been having a good game. He's been having good games every week. Honestly, I think he's been the standout player on this defense. Yeah, Bradbury has played really, really well. Um, like I said, that block in the first quarter, that could have been a 10 or 15 yard catch. He's done pretty well. Ultimately, it comes down to keeping the ball. We need to keep the ball a little bit better. Um, the lack of the running game is a concern, but like we keep saying, Freeman will come good once he gets more accustomed to the system. I do appreciate the fact that Gallman's still in the mix and that he didn't he wasn't inactive for this past week. Hopefully mm-hmm. that'll continue. Hopefully he'll get a few more touches. If we can get play action going, that will bring Dion Lewis into the mix since he's more of a receiving back. Jones, I think he's trying to do a little bit too much. He is trying to be Superman because he is the quarterback. He's the face of the franchise. But I think Joe Judge will rein him in a little bit, calm him down. I hope he plays a little bit more within himself, just be a little more accurate. Like you said, he is extending more plays. He's tucking the ball for the most part pretty well, and his mobility is an asset, and we need to keep using it. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we've got a top 10 pass defense. I mean, the thing with the pass defense is when they screw up a play, they screw up really bad. You got Ballantyne turned around, not even looking at the ball, and he gets mossed by some fifth round pick. But overall, they've been playing really well. The only real knock I have against our pass defense is I would love to see some more takeaways. Maybe we could get a couple more interceptions right now. I mean, we're just rocking the two that we had against Trubisky. So, I mean, get a few more takeaways. I think that pass defense will be doing just fine. Clean up those big plays. We'll be good to go. I mean, the rush defense, we've given up 123 yards a game. So, I mean, that's not the best. We're 20th in the league. But I think once once our linebacker core has a little bit more time to gel together, they'll be ready to go get get to know Patrick Graham's system a little bit more like this. It's a shortened season, everything like that. So, I mean, man, it's just, it is what it is, but the, the offense, it, it is, it's a cause for concern, man. I mean, we haven't, we're 26 in passing yards and thir- and last in rushing yards. So I really hope that Mark Colombo really works with this offensive line, really lights a fire under him and really gets him ready to go against 
this LA Rams team that were flying, flying across the country, going to the new SoFi stadium. And I really hope that our coaching staff can really light a fire under these guys, get them ready to go. Because I don't, I don't ever want to be the easy beat. That's the thing. As long as I don't, I mean, even if we finish with a four and 12 record, but we're a tough beat. I'll take that this year, man, with, with how much inexperience we have on this team. I'll absolutely take that. Yeah. We just need to show some fight. Um, ultimately, if we can give, you know, the Rams offensive line, different looks, a lot more pressure on Jared Goff than we showed on Nick Mullins. And we should be doing slightly better at least than we did uh, this past week against the Niners. Going to the shiny new SoFi Stadium, um, just going over a little bit of how they did against the Bills this past week, they did not get going in the first half. They had an incredibly slow start, which could benefit us if that continues to be the case. Um, we just need to put more pressure on the quarterback because second half, Honestly, we missed too many tackles against uh, the Niners. We didn't put enough pressure on Mullins. He was, like I said, he was incredibly accurate and had a great game. Like I said, no, we're not taking credit away from Nick Mullins, but we just didn't really trouble him that much. Yeah, and I mean, we can't do that again. We cannot do that against Jared Goff. I mean, he's only two years removed from the Super Bowl, so. He could he could kill us, but if we put some pressure on him, he might struggle. Yeah, I mean, that was about the only part of the uh, 49ers team that wasn't hurt was their offensive line. They still had all five of their starters. So we were still facing that Super Bowl quality line from last year. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, we got to get some more pressure on it. We got to be able to make Jared Goff uncomfortable force a few more incompletions because he's having to move when he's throwing the ball, that sort of deal. I mean, we. We got to go in and we got to play football. I mean, I'm not going to overcomplicate this with how with how poorly this team played last week. That's that's just where we got to start. Start by going in, playing good football, being a tough beat, and playing each team competitively. Yeah, we're probably not going to be winning every single game, of course, because, I mean, we understand the lack of talent on this team in some areas, but we still do have talent. I mean, we still have – I mean – we still have good weapons on offense. We just need to get Daniel Jones a little more time. And we still have good weapons on defense. It's just they just need to be able to put it together for a full game. Like I said, they had a great first half against Seattle. Sorry, they had a great first half against the Steelers. They had a great second half against the Bears. We're, we're due for a, a good full game of football out of this defense. We are. It should be coming. I don't know if it's this week. I hope it's this week. Um, we'll need it against a good quality quarterback like Jared Goff. But we'll see. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much. But I always do have that hope for my Giants. So, we'll yeah, see. man. Like, like I said, I mean, I don't want to come into each like each week being negative. 
Am I going to be realistic? Yeah. Like, we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, the St. Louis Rams. Sorry. Wow. There you go. The L.A. Rams are they're a good team. They beat us 51 to 17 last time we played it back in 2017. So, I mean, let's do better than that. Let's not give up 51 points and we'll go from there. I mean, it's just it's being realistic. But, man, I still got to be positive because, like I said, I just I'm not going to watch football if I'm not positive. So I'm not here for that. Yeah, and I mean, they do have some weaknesses. I mean, their secondary didn't do particularly well against uh, Lord Josh Allen, uh, the Bills' lord and savior. But um, they did give up a costly penalty at the end. I picked them to win this last week against the Bills, and my my prediction almost came true. First half wasn't looking that great because the Bills were putting the beat down on them, but they came back. They showed why they have their qualities on their rush defense and, you know, on offense. But the secondary is prone to making some dumb mistakes. If Danny can expose that, we might be looking at a competitive game. We might. Golf is still great. Their pat, uh, their, I'm sorry, their rush defense is still really good. So our offensive line really, really needs to get their act together. Yeah, I mean, they still have Aaron Donald at the center of that line. But, I mean, if we can do the most we can against him, minimize his impact on the game, that's a good place to start. There's some players in this game that you're never going to shut down. And I think Aaron Donald is one of them. I don't think anyone will ever shut him down completely. So you just got to minimize his impact and start from there. I mean, maybe we try pushing the ball outside more with Wayne Gallman. He's got a little more speed. Maybe we try pushing the ball outside with him. Um, the, like you said, play action was working pretty solid. So maybe we throw some more play action in. And those quick dink and dunks over the middle, man. I mean, they're eight, nine yards each time. I mean, start there. I mean, we're not giving him the, we're not giving Daniel Jones the time to throw deep balls. So let's not try to. Understand what this team is capable of. Understand what um, strengths we do have and what we weaknesses we do have and go from there. It's a learning experience for all of the coaching staff, too, because it's they're still getting adjusted to this team as well. They're still learning these players because none of them are returning from last year. And hold on to the damn ball. I mean, 39 minutes to 21 minutes is what it ended up being last week. And I think that's honestly been pretty close to every week. So, so get third downs. Don't give up the third downs on defense. Um, Get drives. Even if we're putting up field goals, I mean, was like I said, start there. If we can put up two, two field goals, score two touchdowns. I mean, that puts us at 20, what 14, 20 points right there. I mean, that's a good place to start. They say the magic number is 24. We were talking about it in Woodbine earlier this week. So aim, aim for that, man. Aim for 24 points a game, and, and we'll see what happens. And it, that's just really where we got to start because obviously it seems like after this past week, we got to start from we got to start from ground ground zero and work our way up from there. Yeah, and I mean, like we said earlier, our MVP right now is Graham Gano. He's going to be key to winning this game, in my opinion. I think if our defense holds up, which they did first half against the Niners, if we can get involved in the shootout where it's like 17-14, 
he's going to be key, and he has been fantastic, man. Yeah, he I mean, has. He's really impressed me. I was a fan of Aldrick Rosas because you got to represent my people. But Graham Gano's done a great, great job. Yeah, I mean, obviously everything happened Graham, with um, Rosas over the offseason. He actually just signed with the Jaguars practice squad, so he has a job again. Um, but honestly, I think, yeah, Graham Gano's done a great job coming in. I mean, he's he's... He's barely noticeable at times, and that's kind of okay. I mean, there are a few – I can't name every kicker for every team, but most of the kickers that I can name, it's not for good reasons. I mean, the first one that comes to my mind, other than Graham Gano, is probably Eddie Pinheiro for the Bears, and that's not for good reason. So, I mean, Graham Gano has been having a good season, man. I mean, obviously, you want to punch the ball and get the touchdowns, but – Sometimes you got to settle for the three, so it's good to know that we've got a good chance of putting it through each and every time. I think he only has the one miss this year, so that's that's a good start. Um, one thing I did want to kind of, unless you had anything else to throw on next week's matchup, uh, I kind of have something I want to throw on you last minute. Did you see about the NFL Players Association talking about getting rid of turf? No, I didn't. That's an interesting development. Yeah, so and we'll and kind of uh, piggybacking this into the Giants before this week's game against the 49ers, the 49ers played in the Meadowlands against the Jets. That's when all those injuries happened. They wanted them to look at the um, at the turf, make sure everything was good. Everything came back fine. Um, but now a report has come out saying that the uh, NFL Players Association wants to ask all teams to change their fields to natural grass. And our stadium being turf, that would affect us. Um, I know you didn't play football growing up, Diego, but you did play soccer. Um, What are your experiences? Like, do you think that that really matters or no? It depends on what they're used to. I mean, I think the Giants and, and the Jets, by consequence of sharing the stadium, will need to get used to that if they do end up switching to natural grass. I don't know the exact sciences behind it, but it does produce more wear and tear on the joints than natural grass turf does. Um, At least for me playing soccer growing up, I did notice going from AstroTurf to natural grass or even different types of grasses um, that it would affect, you know, how sore I was after a game. So that would be interesting to see. Um, ultimately, we want the players to be healthy on all on all teams, not just for the Giants. If it's going to improve physical health for NFL players, I'm all for it. Um, I don't think we should institute it immediately if that's the case. Oh, no, that's, um, that's just- not this would definitely be an off season kind of thing. So was your home stadium turf or or grass? It was natural grass, but I did play on a few turf fields and I could definitely tell the difference. Gotcha. Cause I I was on the other side of that. Um, We had a brand new, awesome turf field that we built on. And so, I mean, I remember a lot of our own kids getting hurt on it too, but like, ACL injuries are also extremely, it seems like they're extremely 
common, especially like high school age kids. So I'm not sure about all of the science really behind this. Um, but it's just, it's interesting that it's all coming out and it's kind of stemming from our stadium, even though the, uh, report came back with, um, that there was no issues with the field. This would be, I mean, it, of course it would, cause they'd have to redo the entire stadium. So they'll have to wait until the off season. So we'll have to see if this develops into anything or not, but I just, I saw that and it kind of affects the giants. So I just felt, felt like I'd get your opinion in on it. Yeah. I mean, it'll take some adjusting, um, but you know, hopefully they'll be mindful that we're mid season sort of, and that they'll implement that starting next season because we don't want to see ACL injuries, like all these great players that should be playing, but you know, they're on injured reserve or worse. Um, yeah, I've, I'm all for it if it means it's going to benefit the health of NFL players long term. Yeah, man. So we'll see what develops out of that. We got the L.A. We're going to L.A. this weekend. I mean, I think it, this is honestly this could be one of our biggest games of the season because we got to sh- we got to show what we're made of coming out of a loss like that. Like I said, I would love a win. I'm not going to go and put a bet on it, but. We gotta we gotta show that we're not just gonna roll over and just call it a season. We're good. We gotta show that we're willing to fight. We're willing to prove to our coaches, prove to the media, prove to everyone else that this is gonna be a team that's gonna fight and it's gonna be a team that's gonna be a bu- tough beat each and every week. I just ask that we're competitive. Just show some fight. Show some heart. Try to minimize the mistakes as best you can, and just go out there and express yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, we're gonna do our be- we're gonna do our best each and every week to keep this positive on Giantsology because we we try and be positive people. So we're blessed. We got sports back, so we'll keep it positive, keep it loving, and we'll be ready for you guys next week. Hopefully, with a uh, a much more exciting, much more happy episode, and who knows, maybe we'll even get a win out of it. But other than that. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Woodbine underscore sports. Make sure you're tuning in to our other podcasts, including Woodbine Sports on Wednesdays with Alex, Graham, and myself. And Mondays, Alex and Graham have the Buffalo Binge. So if you have any friends who are Buffalo Bills fans or if you even want to tune in and listen, go search Buffalo Binge on Spotify, Apple, or Google, wherever you find your podcasts and give them a listen. I know they'd really appreciate it. Other than that, I hope everybody has a great, healthy, and safe week. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.